0: To the Park Rush podcast. This is a theme park podcast. I'm Tom. Joining me as ever is Josh. Hello there. Hello there, Josh. Happy 100th episode. Oh, woo. Woo, woo, woo. woo. <laughs> it's, can you believe it? Can you believe we've hit this incredible milestone? It's been I know. almost two years because that's how maths work. We've done, you know, you do 52 <laughs> episodes in a year, you know, one a week. So uh, two years would be 104 episodes, Josh, which means we're nearly at the two-year anniversary mark as well. Did you ever expect it to go on this long?
1: Uh, (laughs) uh, Never. I never expect any projects to last longer than six months. (laughs) Uh, How does that attitude go down at work? (laughs)
0: Uh, I've been in the same project for two years now. Um, I mean, speaking of not expecting things to ever go on longer than six months, coronavirus, am I right? (laughs) Oh... Just when you thought just when maybe you thought it was safe to go back in the uh city. Uh maybe it's not. Yes. Maybe it's not. It's really depressing how the uh the um trajectory of the pandemic in this country has so so perfectly matched the story of Jaws and then also the promotional campaign for Jaws two. <laughs> <laughs> It's like the, the the memes at the start of the Jaws mayor being compared to the Prime Minister were great, and now they've made a comeback. Uh, I saw one picture of the Jaws mayor the other day uh, with a quote saying, well, people should have stopped swimming in the water. <laughs> Why didn't you close the beaches? And it's, uh, it's just... Um... Yeah, uh, I, I feel like we, we were talking a few weeks ago about how we thought we may be coming up on a on a situation where we might feel safe enough to record in the same studio again. But I feel like maybe that ship has now sailed until like next spring. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, it's one of the things where I feel like we would be safe recording in the same studio, but the rules and
0: with everything going on, who really knows? Yeah, I think we, we could pro-
1: change, change in a day.
0: Yes, I think it pro- I think you're right actually we probably would be safe to record in the same studio. I think generally speaking we both behave sensibly when we do go out and all rules here regarding household mixing in terms of not being able to do it do not yet apply to where we live, so we wouldn't actually be breaking any rules either unless of course we had four guests come on. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. Uh, sorry no, it would have to be five guests. Four guests would five be guests, okay. Yeah. But five guests, that's too many guests.
1: Uh, I don't know enough theme
0: park enthusiasts in the local vicinity. <laughs> no, me neither. No, you, and you certainly won't find them at Paramount Park consultation meetings based on that <laughs> <laughs> There are no theme park enthusiasts that turn up to those things, just people that clearly no. hate the idea from start yeah, to finish. there's and, us and haters. Yes, us and the haters, which is uh, also how I uh, describe my Twitter feed. Um, which
1: is somewhat ironic, considering I keep calling it a uh,
0: housing estate. Yes, indeed. Yeah, uh, but hey ho, we we carry on. And I must say, actually, while I do think that generally I do behave sensibly, and I, I did also do this yesterday, which was Friday as of recording. I do think, actually, that if I if I have if I will have contracted coronavirus at any point in the last six seven months, it would have been yesterday because the trains were busy. Um, I I drove into work and finished work at three. And then I was really sleepy because I'd been up super early to go to work. And then in addition to that, the traffic was appalling. And it was going to take me north of two and a half hours to get home, whereas it would only take me two hours by train. So I thought, well, I wouldn't mind a nap. And it's quicker. (laughs) So I'm going to leave the car here because I'm back at work today, this afternoon anyway. So I may as well. I'm going to leave the car here. I'm going to get the train home. And I did not expect the train to be particularly busy. It would have been about half past three. And uh, it was busy the whole way back into central London and then from there back into Kent as well. Both trains were the busiest trains I've been on since, well, before the pandemic. And I couldn't remember the last oh, time well, I'd really been on a train, on, on the particular train I need to get to work. I hadn't been on that train since, or back from work, I hadn't been on that train since, I guess, like February, January, February. It's kind of crazy. It was weird feeling. Wow, well, yeah. But, uh, um,
1: hopefully the, um, you know... The government saying, "Hey, stop going back into work." We'll uh, ease that a little bit, but we'll have to wait and see. We will uh, have to wait and see. The best thing is, we've uh, obviously we've got a curfew in place now of ten o'clock in the evening, which means all the pubs turn out at ten o'clock, so everyone is just packing onto the tubes at ten o'clock. Uh, they really didn't think that one through.
0: No, uh, to be fair, to, to be fair. Uh, and and maybe this has given the government too much credit. I kind of took it to mean as okay, well, yes, technically the rule is that you can stay out till ten. But by putting this rule in place, you should also kind of it was also kind of encouraging people to think, oh, okay, this is potentially getting serious. Maybe I just won't go out, or if I do, I will behave very differently. I, I didn't. I don't think it was necessarily meant as a you should all literally finish at ten and then all leave at the same time. I don't think that was. The, the the point of the message, I I took it more to be a, this is like a final warning kind of thing. Like, you know what I mean? But the footage yes. I've seen... But the British population took it as, how many pints can you get in before <laughs> 10 o'clock? Yes. And some of the footage I've seen from central London over the last couple of nights since this rule's been in place have been deeply concerning. Uh, people just partying <laughs> in Oxford Circus. Uh But, you know, what are you going to do? If there's a circus, you're going to expect clowns. And there seemed to have been plenty of clowns out there last night, Josh. Oh, Oh, God. Absolute zinger there. It's on fire.
1: Um,
0: Anyway. Oh, you should uh, have good sleeps more often, Tom. I should. I'm I'm wide awake here. I've had a good sleep. I'm having a fine brew from my favourite theme park mug uh, atop my favourite theme park coaster. So I'm... uh, being being an actual like a coaster for a mug, not a not a roller coaster on this occasion, I should clarify. Ah, so my favourite theme park coaster for a mug is this rather nice uh, Jungle Cruise Adventureland coaster that I have. Uh, my favourite actual coaster is still probably Manta. What about you, Josh? So What's your favourite theme park coaster to put on your desk and an actual coaster?
1: Uh, I don't. I don't have a theme park coaster, uh, alas. Oh. Um, my coasters are uh, of racetracks. Oh, okay. My, my favorite one of them is uh, Spa
0: Frockershop from Belgium. Bless you. Thank you. Um, I um, uh, I bought these in you know that sort of. I think it's where the big Wide World of is the Wide World of Sports Shop still at Disney Springs, or is that did that go? That went right. And that's now like um, that's now sort of like that markety bit where you've got. You go in and it's kind of, it's got the vibe of an open air market, but it is indoors. And you've got like the, yes. phone, the phone shop to the left where you can buy, get your custom Disney case. And then there's kind of like D- homeware. Yeah, D-Tech. I got these coasters in the homeware section. I've also got a Space Mountain one. I put a picture on yeah, the I, uh, Twitter page. I got my mum a uh, delightful gin
1: and tonic glass uh, from the homeware section. Um, it's a... It's, um got like the candelabra from beauty and the beast it's all beauty and the beast themed it's very uh very nice
0: i do like the, the uh, disney do do some classy merch as far as sort of theme park tack goes disney go above and beyond I, I find yes yeah i think it's
1: it's important to focus on
0: um quality over quantity in your household as well uh yes i i agree uh with the principle of that i just don't follow it <laughs> <laughs> I regularly look around my room and think, I need to just get rid of some of this stuff. There's there's a lot yeah. going on in here. I, I'm feeling like maybe I should become a bit more minimalist with the design of my room, not literally try and fill every bit of available space with some stuff. Yeah, I
1: agree. Um, I uh, Actually, I've got the day off on Monday, uh, so uh, as we're recording two days from now, uh, and I'm going to be spending that time uh, clearing out the drawers once again to try and reduce my clutter. And then everything you throw out will just end up on a landfill site. Uh, well, you know, some I, I try and stuff that can go to a charity shop, I try and take to a charity shop.
0: Do you um, think the charity shop will want my pop vinyl of Tracer from Overwatch? Um, you is it, is it... Oh, it's not mint in box, is it? No. Or is no. it? No. Oh. If it was mint in box, you could take that down to CX, get like 2P for it. <laughs> Uh, cex is maybe the last place i want to go at a time like this i reckon the coronavirus <laughs> was actually found in a cex and wuhan was a cover but it was actually found in a moldy gamecube disc tray in cex in dartford <laughs> imagine
1: uh trump banging on about how it's the cex virus <laughs> you call it the sex virus the sex virus yeah Although I, I saw an advert for CEX on TV and they actually called it sex. Wait, what? And I was like,
0: no, no, what? it's wrong. This is yep. worse than the gif, GIF thing. <laughs> yeah. It's way worse. Oh, I'm not having that. I've
1: never actually heard anyone call it sex. Yeah, with all due respect um, to the but, yeah.
0: clientele of CEX and those who work in there, I would not want to walk into a CEX and hear those kinds of people constantly saying sex. It would make me feel deeply <laughs> uncomfortable. I just want to leave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think everyone appreciates that and understands that. Why That's are all why these old PS2 game it. cases so sticky? Oh. Anyway, uh, let's oh. move on. <laughs> so, yes. I'm delighted, Josh, that Universal decided to celebrate our 100th episode as well by announcing finally the Jurassic World Velocicoaster. They've got a new roller coaster coming. <laughs> there's, a new, there's a new roller coaster coming, and it looks like actually uh, they, there's a picture of it, and it looks like it's actually coming along quite well. So presumably they just sort of airdropped it into the site overnight oh, wow. when they announced it, because it's very impressive to have gone from announcement to seemingly having finished the track already. That's wow. mad. I've, yeah. I haven't seen anything about this. No, no, wow. me neither. But all all jokes aside. Uh, Obviously this roller coaster has been being built for over a year now. I remember when I was in Florida last spring, uh, as in spring 2019, uh, work was underway then. And so it's it's taking them uh, a while, but it's an impressive looking coaster. I'm sure everyone has seen the most recent pictures. But in true Universal fashion, much like the Hagrid Coaster, they'd taken a long time to actually even acknowledge it, and then now they have finally announced it, and they say it's coming next summer. And the leaks, I think, first from Orlando Park stop, that it was going to be called the Velocicoaster, have proved to be correct. Uh, But its full name is Jurassic World Velocicoaster. So the first time the kind of Jurassic World branding is becoming a very explicit part of the Jurassic Park area of Islands of Adventure. What what do you make of that, Josh? Do you think it's a precursor to the whole land being rethemed?
1: Yeah, I think it is. Um I think it'll if we didn't have coronavirus right now, I think they'd probably do a pretty quick, you know, change all the signs around the area. Um but I think it'll be a slow, gradual change to Jurassic World due to the current climate. But this will be this is the uh kind of the the key marquee uh change, obviously.
0: Yeah. I'm very torn on it because I don't like Jurassic World. Uh, really don't like it. And I, <laughs> I love Jurassic Park, however, yeah. the for the purposes of a theme park experience, that rethemed Jurassic Park River Adventure at California, you know, rethemed Jurassic World does look really awesome, and I would it does look be cool. kind of game for that happening in Florida as well. I would, I would love to be able to do that, Um but yeah, yeah, we'll I, have to wait and see on that front. Yeah, I
1: feel like they could do, do you know that orb ga- um uh, the orb ride that's in the film uh,
0: yes. uh in Jurassic World? Yes, that's how, well, if I there's f- no vaccine that's how everyone will have to walk around <laughs> this time next year everyone's going to get one. Right. Instead of a mass like- vaccination program everyone will just get delivered a big orb from Jurassic World. I feel like you could do a pretty decent simulator with those. Yeah, why not? Well, I, I seem to remember this was a long time ago but we we did definitely do an episode we talked about some patents that Universal had filed for different new types of ride technology. And there was one that we looked at and thought, that looks like those orb things from Jurassic World. Yeah. Uh, I've no idea when we talked about that, you'd have to scroll back through and it might be reflected in one of the episode titles. Uh, that's generally how we try and name episodes is you know sum up what we talked yeah, about. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we spoke
1: specifically about the patents in that whole episode, so... Mm. Um yeah pretty pretty easy to find I thought.
0: Yeah. Uh so this is uh this is the official line from Universal there's there's not a lot going on in terms of what they say it's literally one line they say feel the rush of the hunt as you race through the jungle alongside raptors on the Jurassic World Velocicoaster a new species of roller coaster coming summer 2021. That's it. That's it. That's all you're getting. Wow. OK, I was kind of, you know, as, as regular listeners will know, there are uh, optimistic, I would suggest, uh, hopes that we may be in Florida next spring, which would seemingly mean we miss this, which will be a real shame because we'll miss it by just a couple of months. But uh, yeah, summer 2021, I guess that was probably what we were realistically expecting. And it would mean as well that it ties in if it comes out by then uh, with the with the third Jurassic World film. Which is due out next summer. Dominion, I think it's called. Are you excited for that, Josh? Uh no. <laughs> it's got Sam Neill and Laura Dern in it. Yeah, and um And Jeff, of course. But Jeff was in the Jeff, Jeff was, was in the second one as well for about. Yeah, but he a hot yeah, minute.
1: I guess I, uh, he reprises his role from the second one. It film. was a very hot minute, uh, if you know what I mean. You, that yes. turtleneck was
0: oh, it got me all hot under the collar. And I wasn't even wearing a turtleneck. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh i uh i i thought two wasn't very good no it was i didn't think one was very good (laughs) no one was
0: awful two was really bad but two two at least i think had a bit more fun with how terrible it was
1: uh yeah i guess so
0: i Um, yeah i feel like there was uh better elements in one yeah i I was kind of on board with one until it really kind of got going like the setup for one i thought was okay you know and I guess a lot of people's uh, problem with the first one was just the very conceit that people would be willing to go to a Jurassic Park theme park and, and build one, uh, given what happened the first time. But I think that this year has proven that we would absolutely, <laughs> we would absolutely, we would absolutely go back to Jurassic Park, <laughs> despite yeah. it being a disaster, because that's exactly what's happening right now. So. Um, <laughs> The government government would be like, we'd strongly recommend you don't travel back to Jurassic Park. But if you do, make sure you're out by 10 (laughs) o'clock. And uh, people would just slide back in and wear a mask. Yeah.
1: (laughs) If I I want a raptor to spit in my face, I'll allow it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Oh, Um, dear. Tell you what. Uh, that previous episode I will f- go back myself and find it and put it in the show notes. oh, the one about the patents. Yes.
0: Wow. That's I hope it's reflected in the title. That's, be a, that's gonna be that's gonna be a be lot of it. hours of podcasts to listen to just to find what turns out to be like a very <laughs> brief mention. I found <laughs> it. The timestamp you need is the nine seconds after the first ad break in episode thirty four. Ad break, good. Yeah, on. there's no ad break, is there? Of course not one day the nine seconds after we spoke about random trash for half an hour <laughs> yeah exactly random trash oh dear right um well that's that's drastic world velocicoaster do you have any do you have any other thoughts josh now that it's finally announced or shall we move on
1: uh just really look forward to it it looks really cool yes
0: yes absolutely um,
1: yeah <sighs> uh, did you see they had uh because it was like inclement weather, they hauled up the coasters, so they were halfway up the uh, the down part of the top hat. Oh right, no, I didn't see that. Yeah, so so like the train didn't fill up with water, basically.
0: That's quite cool. cool. Yeah, neat. Um, okay, so speaking of new rides, and we did briefly mention this last week, uh, the new Beauty and the Beast ride that's opening at Tokyo Disneyland as of recording. In two days, I think, but a uh, a POV video has emerged <clears throat> because the ride has soft opened, and yes. uh, so it gives us an even better look at the animatronics that uh, you know have wowed us ever since they were first unveiled over a year ago, again over two years ago, I think, and uh, it looks they well they look really cool, Josh. So uh, obviously there's a new ride. There's a few other elements as well. There's a Gaston's Tavern, as there is in New Fantasyland, in the Magic Kingdom. Uh, but you've also, of course, got the the headline being Beast's Castle and within it the Enchanted Tale of Beauty and the Beast. Uh, Josh, you've watched the yeah. POV. Uh, I was getting uh, some mad Ratatouille vibes, or should I say, of course, the uh, Penguin Antarctic Adventure from SeaWorld vibes. Uh, I can't remember uh, what the actual name of that ride. I I remember <sighs> going on that ride for the first time. It was the first time I'd really been on like a trackless ride like that, and I went on it and thought, that was really... Kind of lame to be honest, but the, the actual ride tech is obviously being leveraged in far more exciting ways now eh, on rides that you know are dressed up a little more interestingly uh, with you know better technology in terms of set dressing, animatronics, etc. Um, yeah, which is cool um, to see, but yeah, this ride looks I think very I thought good. It
1: looked, yeah, I thought it looked really cool. Uh, it was really weird to see, obviously, they had um. Like plastic barriers up between groups on the ride. Yeah. Uh which I thought was really weird to see. But uh yeah, it looks really cool. Quite I, I guess I would say it's a little, little more um calm than Ratatouille. Yes, definitely. Um it's kinda of like you kind of walked around the table and then around uh different scenes from the from the uh film. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I thought it looked awesome.
0: Yeah, in terms of how it's kind of structured and the kind of ride that it is, um, what it's trying to achieve, it's very, very much in that classic vein of a Disney Fantasyland ride. You know, it's an abridged version of the story that everyone knows, focusing on the songs and you're kind of gently being taken through it. Um, but the, the, the hook here being it's a slightly different style of ride. You're not on a track. Uh, and then also, of course, you know, the headline, Uh, Being that the audio animatronic tech is, uh, you know, a cut above what we've seen before on these kinds of rides, so there's a really cool bit um, which is kind of like if
1: you've seen it, where there's a pirate on Pirates of the Caribbean, uh, standing at the helm of the ship of like a crash ship, and then he like turns into a skeleton when the lightning flashes, Um, and they do a really like similar scene in this where uh, the beast turns back into the prince. So he looks like the beast and then standing
0: in the exact same position is uh, the prince. It's really cool. It's um, a good. Uh, if people want to check it out, there's a good POV video. The one I watched is on a YouTube channel called Disney File. Um, so I would recommend yeah, checking I'll, that out.
1: I'll uh, I'll I'll get it all in the I'll put it all in the show notes. Oh,
0: nice! I yeah. love show notes. Love show notes. Uh, we'll do it one day, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> when we re re reimagine, re reimagine, reorganize our trip to yeah Disney Japan, Tokyo Disney, Tokyo Disney. Oh. Um,
1: hopefully, uh, Universal uh, will open Super Nintendo World as well, Land whatever it's called.
0: Yeah, that sounds like it might be a next summer thing. You know, like, it's, which is crazy because it would have been sitting there finished for like a year. But yeah, mad, I, I, I think that's probably what will happen. I agree. What about Hong Kong Disneyland, Josh? Do you have any desire to go there at some point? I do. I kind of want
1: to see what it's like because it's meant to be kind of, uh, I don't know, it's meant to be kind of lame. Oh, really? (laughs) Uh, Kind of in comparison, yeah, to uh, the others. It's
0: it's definitely the budget Disney park. Mm, I guess so. I mean, they've got Um, some grand expansion plans uh, for Frozen, uh, a cool Frozen roller coaster coming there. And also uh, some Avengers stuff too, uh, but one thing that yeah, won't be happening—redoing uh, the castle as well. Yes, that's true. Uh, I, I imagine that um, that those improvements will make it a, a bit more of an attractive destination. But one thing that won't be happening is them building a a whole new park. Uh, the Hong Kong government has announced this week that Disney's option to buy uh, adjoining property to expand the resort will not be renewed. Uh, which means, yeah, that they will be sticking to the space that they've got and uh, there won't Uh, be, it sounds like, a second gate at Hong Kong Disneyland. I assume if there were to be, had there been a second gate at at Hong Kong Disneyland, it would have been a smaller park. It would have been a kind of their California Adventure or their Walt Disney Studios kind of deal. Uh, Probably not something as grand as a Disney Sea. No, that's that's definitely what I would uh, gather from
1: from what i can understand of that space yeah disney disney sea is definitely something that uh took a lot of hard work to get done and uh was very much part you know the was it the oriental oriental land company kind of drove that mm. whereas obviously this is kind of different it's kind of with the chinese government and stuff so uh yeah
0: i wouldn't have thought that it would be anywhere near the scale of disney sea so that will leave hong kong uh, along with uh shanghai uh, those two are the only Disney resorts in the world that only have one park. Uh, it'd be interesting, I guess, to see if they are of a mind at some point to expand Shanghai, given that they, they will have a bit more competition soon with um, Universal Beijing, which is meant to be yeah. opening next year, I think. Yes, uh, I think
1: so. I think, um, you know, it's the Hong Kong government has taken this away from which basically you can say it's the Chinese government that's taken it away from them. I'd imagine the Chinese government would like to have the flagship, not that it's not ready, but Shanghai be the flagship and have
0: multi-parks rather than uh, be Hong Kong with two parks. Mm. Of course, they can expand Shanghai Disneyland as much as they like. There will never, ever be space for our good friend Winnie the Pooh. <sighs> Sad times. Maybe one day, maybe in like 100 years. Maybe, maybe he'll finally be accepted in China. Yeah. Uh, Josh the well, world's going to be on fire in 100 years Winnie the Pooh will be <laughs> low down on the list of concerns um, right uh,
1: so, advocate someone advocating for Winnie the Pooh uh, uh, <laughs> Shanghai Disneyland is just going to be
0: sat there like oh bother oh bother indeed uh, oh bother right um, moving on someone you can see Winnie the Pooh Josh is Walt Disney World and uh they like uh, yes thanks very much uh, and you sent me a link to some uh pretty exciting well, exciting pretty impressive i would say looking uh redesigns for the polynesian resort at disney world uh, yeah do you want to take it away i i must admit i am a bit naive when it's a bit ignorant when it comes to kind of disney world hotels and whatnot i've never stayed in one i've never really had oh, i guess i've got some interest in maybe doing it one day but I'm not desperate to, I quite like the freedom uh, that uh, staying in a, you know, uh, a house someplace else provides when you're going on holiday to somewhere like Florida, but um, yeah, you're a bit more familiar with what's going on in terms of the Polynesian Resort. Yeah, um,
1: I guess, so Polynesian's been there, it's one of the earliest uh, hotels at the place, Uh, it's on the uh, monorail loop, Uh, and if you get the ferry boat, it's there's like some villas that are out on the water mm-hmm. um I, you know throw by over to magic kingdom of the uh they're the poly as well um it's been there for like i think it's been there since 71 so it's you know it's, it's as old as the park uh so it's getting a fresh new look to uh kind of modernize it i guess um c- keep it feeling fresh uh so that'd be uh it's kind of exciting i think um it's certainly one of the kind of favorites of people that go to disney world it's certainly you know the location where it is it's really it's quite close to ttc uh obviously it's got the monorail going through it which makes it easy a lot easier to go places uh, you can see the fireworks from the beach uh they pump pipe in the music from magic kingdom with the fireworks which is really cool it um, has a beach yes it has a beach hmm. um, and and until uh really uh that child unfortunately got killed by an alligator um, oh yeah oh that's going to that happened you could yeah, yeah. Uh, unfortunately so um i believe you could back in the day this like way back in the day this park uh, this hotel used to have um you could go and swim in the lake off the beach and there's an island kind of out in front of it and they have there's a wave machine on it that used to Push waves into the Polynesian, so you,
0: you had like a wave machine. The gators um, that were but, hanging out in that water were just, like, oh, not again! God's sake, <laughs> turn it off! Oh, <sighs> enough! Yeah, you come into Double. my house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I guess
1: um, I'll go through some of the changes. Uh, this is kind of read straight from the blog post from Disney. Uh, one of the biggest changes will greet you up right up front: a new Port cashier uh we'll showcase the iconic mid twentieth century architecture the Polynesian is famous for. The Port um, Yes. Uh, so that's like the can- the big canopy where you can drive under and the uh, the the gar- the usher you know opens the door for you and drives your car away and you oh. get all your luggage out and stuff. It's oh, called okay. a share. The new entry features a high pitched open truss roof covered in a thatch style. Uh, There's also a bold facade that features pops of colour complementing the the longhouses found throughout the resort. Uh, Along the monorail station, bold new wooden screens will be covered with geometric patterns in bright tropical colours that complete an exciting new composition that will greet you when you arrive. Um, Enhancements will be made to the lush gardens and fountains that have welcomed guests to the resort since opening day. And then they talk about, uh, you know, new lighting, new beautiful chandeliers um, and kind of, you know, some Polynesian uh, elements sort of like fishing nets and bamboo
0: elements and things like that. Ah. Um, I, I guess, you know, yeah. it's encouraging in a sense to to have Disney come out and announce an uh, investment plan for, for something at Disney World, given that there are plenty of concerns about projects that have been announced in recent years. That may well uh, now not come to pass because of what's happened with the pandemic. So, I guess yeah, it's encouraging absolutely. from that point of view, maybe a sign that they are willing to invest. You know, there will be a school of thought that, well, the best way out of a situation like this is actually to spend more money um, and, and show people that you are, you know, committed to investing and improving uh, so that they are encouraged to keep coming back rather than, you know, use this as an opportunity to, in fact, cut costs. And people might look at that and think, well, that's just less reason for me to come. Yeah.
1: Um
0: and I think if you can if you
1: can get people on site to work on it, mm. uh it's a great time to do these sorts of projects because there's less people staying at the hotels.
0: That's a good point. Um That's a good
1: point. Yeah. Uh so they they reckon this new redesign will open in summer twenty twenty one.
0: Ah, yeah. so you perfect timing if you want to go to Florida and do the Velocicoaster. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Stay yeah. at The new Polynesian.
1: Yeah, and Disney post, uh, there's an Instagram, uh, at the Zach Ridley, that's uh, the Z-A-C-H-R-I-D-D-L-E-Y, um, and they're going to post, you know, photos on there of the redesign, and like, I guess, some designs and stuff. Cool. If you want to follow
0: along there. Nice. Yeah, that's that, that does sound cool, actually. I... I, yeah, I mean, my only experience of staying on a on property when it comes to theme parks is the uh, David Crockett Ranch at Disneyland Paris, which I I actually quite enjoyed. Oh yes, the so, ranch to David Crockett. Yes, indeed. Um, I I did enjoy that actually. That was a nice that was a nice cabin. Uh,
1: the uh, the David Crockett song is in my head so much because that's all that plays in the Frontierland area of Disneyland Adventures.
0: Oh, <laughs> oh yes, of course. You've been streaming. Some Disneyland adventures. That's how's that been going? Very briefly, you would have you streamed again Oof. this week. This, uh, I was,
1: you know, after the first episode, I was like, yeah, I could do more of this. This is good. This was good fun. This second episode, oh, it's tough. It was sure. a tough one. Sure. <laughs> I think, you know, I I set out. I wanted to hundred percent that game. Um, That's not going to happen. After two episodes, I'm sixteen percent in. Uh, so I'm doing okay. I think you know, eight percent each episode. But it's gonna get really tough. Like some of the hidden mickeys are, like green on green in the bushes. Like it's some of them are ridiculously hard to see. Just uh, get a
0: guide. Get a
1: walk through. Yes, up. I
0: could do that. Uh, mm.
1: I've got a better excuse. Uh, that would be that would be a my... real moment of
0: you know every so often you do you have a you have a moment don't you where you kind of rethink your life I feel and I think googling Disneyland adventures walkthrough will be one of those moments. <laughs> Uh yes yeah just a bit. Um, I got
1: a better excuse. I'm rebuilding my PC, um, and I'll lose my progress on Disneyland Adventures. So oh, well, I'm not going back to. Why will you lose your progress?
0: Are you not playing on xbox- You're playing on PC. Are you not Xbox? I am playing on PC. Yes. Oh wow. But, yeah. but I mean, will you not want to see what it looks like on your souped-up PC? Disneyland Adventures running at you know eight K and a thousand frames uh, per second. No. <laughs> Okay. That's
1: one of the I mean that's one of the problems I think we'll get to when we actually discuss the game, but uh the resolution selector seems broken for some strange reason.
0: Right. Wow. Uh
1: but yeah, so I think I'll be replacing that with maybe Planet Coaster this week.
0: Oh, okay. Well, you know, I need yeah. to re as I said last week, I need to reacquaint myself with Disneyland Adventures for the purposes of the episode that we do about it eventually. So I should probably stream some too, and I know I also said that just for posterity, I was going to stream one more slice of Scream Ride just so that for archival reasons. So I I need to pull my finger out and stream those two things. So please, please be excited. I certainly am. I I am. I think at least you know, if I do Scream Ride first, then Disneyland Adventures might seem almost like a treat. You know. I
1: I think I actually think Disneyland Adventures is is not bad. Until you realise that there's only actually two mini games and they've just reskinned them multiple times.
0: Right. Okay. And and it's better now than it was when it was a connect game at least, I would suggest. Uh yes, for the most part, yeah. Right. There, there's some there's some funk about it. Right, yeah. Uh I guess that's inevitable when you sort of have to kind of transition the whole game and the way it was built to, to, to a controller when it was than originally for you know some janky camera system yeah absolutely um anyway uh there's not a whole lot else going on in the world of theme parks i mean disney universal and bush gardens have been talking about and and uh in some cases kind of soft opening their halloween attractions which obviously there were a lot of doubts as to whether any of that would happen so i think the fact that they have got anything up and running at all uh, is testament to to what they've been able to do. I don't know if it's, you know, something that I would necessarily be uh, wanting to rush into uh, given the current circumstances. Although Florida, despite reporting, I think still over a hundred deaths a day are going into kind of full reopening mode now in terms of bars and restaurants. So uh, why not cram into a haunted house?
1: (laughs) Absolutely. Um, You know, I'd expect pretty much all of the friends of the show uh, have been there. I know uh, Theme Park Express definitely has. Yes, uh, to see Halloween Horror Nights, uh, daytime mazes. So check check them out.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think rather than us kind of try and talk about them in any great detail, I think it would be good to to get someone on at some point in the next few weeks to get a, a, a better kind of first hand impression of of how those things are operating right now. But uh yeah it's uh well I'm i gonna when it comes to theme park experiences I'm I'm going to have all mine at home Josh I'm going to play Scream Ride I'm going to play Disneyland Adventures and I'm going to eventually watch the uh Magic of Disney's Animal Kingdom which uh, we talked about briefly last week and has yeah. since debuted on Disney Plus uh it is kind of another sort of opportunity to go behind the scenes of the Walt Disney World yep. operation uh, and in this case of course specifically Focusing on animal kingdom and the animal care side of things, not the you know rides and shows yeah, and stuff. Cool. Um, so, uh, did you watch any of the Bill and Ted uh, video? I did actually. Yes, the uh, we talked about Bill and Ted last week because I'd been to see the new one, and you mentioned that um, they had done some Bill and Ted at Halloween Horror Nights previously, and I quite I was quite impressed. Those were that was a good Bill and a good Ted and a very good death. I thought.
1: Yes. Yeah. Uh, The the Sean Spicer uh, element of the last show
0: they ever did was... (laughs) Interesting times that we live in, Josh. That's a diplomatic way of saying it. But uh, yeah, hopefully uh, this time next week, I'll have played some Disneyland adventures, and some more Scream ride, and we both would have watched some uh, Magic of Disney's Animal Kingdom, uh, which is an eight-part series. So yeah, if we can sort of... You know, hopefully, ideally, we'll we'll get to a point where we're keeping up with it, and we can report back each week with our thoughts on the new episodes. Uh, But I think that's yeah, same actually. I I really enjoyed the Imagineering story. There are things about One Day at Disney uh, that I have enjoyed, and it's mostly been the theme park stuff. So yeah, I will definitely give this a go, and hopefully, it is good. Uh, But I think that's everything I've got, Josh. Um, I want to go and get totally wasted to celebrate our hundredth episode. Oy, oy. Let's 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 let's. let's. Uh, what about you? Have you got any plans? Um, I'm going to empty out my drawers. Oh yes, of course. Of away. Yes. Yeah. Uh, my bad. Um, but you've got to make room for those thing pot coasters that you buy next time you are at Disney. Exactly. Yes. Cool. Well, uh, in the meantime, everybody, you can follow the show on Twitter at Park Rush Podcast and on Twitch as well. We're streaming at the moment. Josh is streaming on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Is that right? Yeah. Cool. 6.30 UK time in the evening. And uh, I am a free spirit and I will stream whenever the damn well uh, I feel like it. I haven't done so for a while. But as I say, I will aim to do some screen ride and some Disneyland adventures in the next week or so. I am also off on Monday, so maybe I'll do some screen ride then. Please be excited. Uh, that's twitch.tv slash parkrush. Uh, what yep. else can you do? You can email the show, podcast at parkrush.com. Uh, you can find the show at parkrush.com or in your preferred podcasting app. And, uh, oh, one last thing, actually, speaking of the Twitter page, we did run another poll this week, Josh. Um, We did we one did, a few yeah. weeks ago to find out if Jurassic Park slash Jurassic World was a theme park or a zoo. And therefore whether or not we should consider it for our theme park video game review series and the uh, the vote ended up uh, dictating that it is a uh, theme park and therefore can be part of the series and in kind of the same vein this week i put up a poll uh saying the sims 4's latest expansion takes place in a recreation of star wars galaxy's edge does that make it a theme park video game and i'm delighted to say that almost everybody said yes other than those who pointed out that only a Sith deals in such absolutes. Uh how- who who would uh who would do that? I who would that one? <laughs> but um yes, that means that I guess that we will also get to that at some point. Thanks very much everybody <laughs> for making making that decision on our behalf.
1: <laughs> uh, uh yeah. I should probably say uh, the archive of all of our past streams are on our YouTube channel. Uh the easiest way to find that because we don't have a like you only get official like youtube.com forward slash Rush. You don't get that until you make like 500 subscribers or something stupid ha! these days. Good one. Uh, so if you go to uh, my blog where the show notes are, joshualawrence.info,
0: and click on one of the show notes, it will have a link to the YouTube channel. Excellent. And we I think, you know, we tweet we tweet it out as well. So yep. our Twitter page is, is a good home for finding out what we're doing and where you can find Absolutely. us as well. Uh, well take it easy for the next week everybody and uh, we will see you then, Uh, goodbye goodbye